Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, this is Big Z, and we are back. It is June. <laughs> the last few months have really flown by uh, with everything going on. Um, for this episode, what we're going to do, we're going to break down the recent rule changes in the NFL and also discuss uh, and speculate on the 2020 season, where things stand, uh, who can go and what office and rehab and things of that nature. So we cover all that in this upcoming episode. I want to note one caveat. Um we're having some technical difficulties in terms of the video portion, so if you don't see it up on YouTube, apologies. But please look on our social media. Um, again, that's Twitter, Drinking Lions, Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, um, to see if we were able to fix that and put it up on YouTube. And if you're listening, um, we, we try to make it listening-friendly and video-friendly. So uh, we have one discussion here about pass interference uh, that we use for the video. And please, if, if you don't like it, uh, give us a feedback so we can work on it going forward. We're just we're trying to, you know, entertain you in as many ways as possible. Again, we do this for free. Uh, we, we're just, you know, true blue Kool-Aid drinkers uh, for our boys in the Honolulu Blue. We want to thank everybody for listening so much. Um, this is episode 86. I'm crazy. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe to us on our social media. And now it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find any little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It is June 2nd. 6.20 p.m. Central time we are recording this, and we I am Big Z, your host, and we got Rudd Dog. What up? And then we got Connor. Yo. The old guys are not joining us on this podcast, uh, gentlemen. It's oh, young, it's young, young blood tonight. <laughs> right. Youth and, movement. I mean, uh, we're, we're just focusing on sports here only uh, on this episode, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, there, there's a lot going on in the world, but we're just going to focus on football here for a little bit and just kind of talk about what is where the NFL stands right now because it's kind of it seems like basketball, baseball, those are all up in the air still. Hockey, um, they seem to have some sort of plan. Some of those sports, some don't. Baseball, get your shit together. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, but uh, NFL seems to be on track. I want to say. 
to start their season on time. They certainly are expecting to start their season on time. First of all, yeah. l- let's go around. Uh, Connor and Rudd Dog, do you think that the NFL season will start on time uh, September 8th, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I, I think it will, personally, but I don't think we'll see fans at the games. Uh, I pray and think it will and pray it does because just for my mental sanity, like my for my for my brain and my soul, I need it. <laughs> what is the governor back? Yeah, Go- Governor Whitmer, right of M- Michigan. That's her last name, Whitmer. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Gretch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Gretch. Yeah. Uh, so I think she was quoted as saying that she doesn't think there'll be any fans in the stands this fall. She I said, "I think it was." Directly, like, no full stadiums this fall. No full stadiums. Yes, you're right. So maybe That's a half stadium. Like, I mean, a bunch oh. of states have requirements like that, so it's going to be like that. Like, if we can get NHL, NBA, yeah. and soccer restarted with no fans, I don't see why we can't get football started with no yeah. fans. Yeah. So as long as the games are played. I'm fine, like, just watching on TV, even though I love, you know, we always go to that one game every year. And yeah. My season ticket holders, but I just want to see them play yes i just want any sports right now uh, you know i, I lost yeah. like 100 bucks betting on the ufc fight like two weeks ago and <laughs> and i'm yeah. betting german soccer all of a sudden like i don't i don't care about Get german back soccer. Premier League betting. <laughs> you, you know it'll be interesting dynamic though if uh if it is half stadiums like bigger stadiums will not have an advantage for home field like advantage uh because they can have more crowds in they can have a bigger crowd because oh. it's half the stadium full, you know, like it's going to change dynamics of crowd, uh, crowds, of, uh, fans affecting the game on the field. Like the 12th man in uh, Seattle might have a hard time really influencing the game this year if that's the case. Oh yeah, so so I mean that's that's assuming any fans can go in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, any, yeah, yeah, um, right. I wonder how they deal with that too, like. If, if one state has the rule where fans can go in, like Texas or Florida, where they seem more relaxed compared to, like, Michigan, where they're very strict, uh, have stricter rules, right. is that, is that going to be some weird home field advantage that these, some, like, a well, I don't know about the, I, I, I said Florida, but Tampa, Florida doesn't really have a team that with a passionate fan base in any of their stadiums. Yeah, well, maybe they'll actually finally have a full stadium compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine, Sorry, if, like, Fans are let in Lambeau, but Soldier Field and Ford Field don't have any fans. Like that's a distinct that would suck. That would, yeah. I don't think the NFL would allow that myself. They'd have to do some sort of like parody rule or something, probably. But I wouldn't even want to see it. I'd rather just see like fans go back. I don't know. It's, it can't get what we want all the it's, time. It's it's so unpredictable. It's hard to judge. It's it's all. Uh, it, it's just wild predictions right now at the moment. But actually, I was going to save this for them, but I'm going to move it to now just because it seems relevant what we're talking about. So let's say there is no fans in the stands or it's very limited. Um, what What is the way the NFL can s- spruce up the production? And one one thing uh, that I believe Deshaun Jackson brought up is that if he if he plays with no fans uh, in the stands, that he, that he wants the players mic'd up on the field uh, for the cameras to hear, kind of like the XFL was doing to a large degree. Uh, I'm curious yeah. what you guys thought about that. Uh, Connor, what do you think? That's man? an interesting idea. I, I thought that was cool. I mean, I was watching some of those German soccer games you were betting on, and in the empty <laughs> stadium, uh, you could hear everything the players were saying. Now, it was all in German, so I have no idea what they were saying, but you could hear every word of it. And that'd be so cool to 
Stafford, like, mic'd up, like, firing up his team, I, I would oh. love to see that. Even if it was just for one season, I think that'd be sick. It really, it really could be a more intimate look at what goes on in the trenches and stuff, man. Like, like what are these guys jawjacking at each other right up there on the line? Uh, it, might, it might also dissuade certain behaviors. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember, if the refs can easily hear you yelling insults to the guy across from you, it might not happen as much. Yeah, whoever's um, but, producing these will will have like their finger ready to go. Don't they have a seven second yeah. delay for a reason? Yeah. They're holding that down right. a lot. I feel that button. The uh, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't all be mic'd up anyway if that's what they wanted to do. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna be able to hear them for sure on the field. So it'll be an interesting look. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of other things they can do during the game. It's really hard. Maybe uh, integrate more live betting into it somehow. Like, oh no! Just graphic. no. I know, Rod Dog, you're not into that, but I I wouldn't be into that. They, they got to get money mean, back into sports somehow. Like like the screen now has like line live lines like going across or something like is they. Oh yeah, kind of like a stock oh, market. No, channel. oh god, I would I hate that. Oh, so bad. Hold on, hold on, Rod Dog. Like the Connors is talking. Yeah. One of the German soccer teams, uh, the fans printed out giant cardboard cutouts of themselves yeah, for them idea. in the stands to make it like where their season tickets are. I mean, I don't know if that oh. was the production per se, but I think it would just be kind of creepy and really cool. For <laughs> and I know it's interesting. It's, like way up in five hundreds, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know a Spanish soccer team. Yeah, they sold like for twenty bucks a, a seat. Like you, you can put your cardboard printout in the stadium while they play, and they they raised a bunch of money for charity through that. And then that's actually a really clever idea. Yeah, some people are talking about animated like three D fans in the stadium, like, <laughs> like a hologram, like, like mad, like a Madden crowd. <laughs> Basically, a fake Madden crowd. Yeah. Oh my god, we're just kind of doing this, this, yeah, just like kind of raising our hands. <laughs> uh, um, that would be something. Do you think uh, home teams should be able to simulate crowd noise to a certain degree? Or would that you be kind of lame? It'd be lame, but they should be allowed to do it, I think. So then what, they had like monitor, had like a, a ref monitoring the decibels? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there, that, that went a whole decibel too loud, penalty flag on the play, crowd manipulation. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Uh, that would be interesting. I, I wouldn't see that happening. That that would seem too crazy. <laughs> And then you get to deal with like different acoustics in different stadiums, or like things carried. I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I think that'd be weird. The guy had the noise on while Stafford's on offense, and he's like trying to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, well, it was well, a Green Bay plant. <laughs> they, they, they sabotage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and there, there was one more uh, instance uh, I wanted to bring up uh, of fans. You know, we were talking about them putting cardboard cutouts. Uh, I think a Korean soccer team. Uh, tried to do that but they ended up like getting yeah, korean like sex time. dolls put in the yeah. stands apparently they didn't know how is that even a thing <laughs> it's a wrestling dummy come on <laughs> so that movie, was... good boys <laughs> it's a wrestling dummy oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right so i mean who knows what's gonna happen uh and I guess leading into that conversation as well, I wanted to get into rule changes, but actually let's just keep uh, falling on this topic a little more with something else I had on here. And kind of with that, if the season's basically at what point do, does the NFL need to decide to push back the first week of the season? How much time as an NFL team do you think 
these guys need to prepare for the season? Because there's a four-week preseason uh, usually, right? So do they need two months? As soon as possible. Absolutely as soon as possible. I mean, every uh, month, I think, in the NFL. I, I mean, the, I the mean, Lions are going to have possibly two rookies on the line uh, at guard this year. I would say, like, you need only, like, uh, maybe two to three weeks minimum, like, to uh, yeah. to get going. I mean, what is college football? You don't go for a whole summer camp normally. You go, no. maybe you do some training sessions with your teammates, and then you go to a camp right before the season starts that's, like, a week or two, two, maybe three weeks tops. Why yeah, does the NFL need that much more? They'll be getting more healed up by not practicing too much anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, the, just the so players are rushed up. At every CBA, the players are arguing for less practice time anyway. So, I mean, and the Lions have a new defensive coordinator. And that is – yeah. They probably want to deal with. So I would say at least four weeks minimum. But that's my – Four opinion. weeks? So Which is what the preseason is normally, right? Four weeks. Yeah. Just cut I out the preseason care. games. Cut out the I don't, care. don't need them. I hope they don't do the preseason games. I think they're done. Yeah, they're, that's they're one of the Lions forward. nationally televised games this year. One of the two. <laughs> of course it is. Let's just lose like four starters on the D line, and then we'll be talking about the uh, games. Ah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, think four weeks is reasonable. The important thing is that you know whatever the installment time is, like whatever the like official offseason training time is, as long as it's uniform across the board and everyone gets that same amount of time. They'll all be going into the season with the same struggles of yeah. shortened season. So three, whether it's two, three, four weeks, I mean, yeah. Yeah. they'll be fit enough. They'll be ready physically. You know, maybe the offenses and defenses won't be as crisp, but they'll just be fine-tuning during the season. What do you think, Big Z? Like, you played football as well. Like, how much time do you think you need to prepare? I mean, I'm with Rudd Dog there. Like, my experience, you know, from playing in college, uh, you know, you get, like, what is it? Was it 25 practices until your first game? Uh, Rudd Dog, if I remember. It was around there. So, and and that includes. Those are two days. Exactly. (laughs) They don't have those anymore. Uh, People are soft these days, man. Right. <laughs> and that was, you know, in like in high school, I had two days like for a whole week straight. They, they definitely don't do that anymore. Oh, before yeah. that, and before that, they had triples. So right. they, they were calling us off probably too, which is all right. Was it twenty five practices in college? I, I thought it was twenty five. I thought it was twenty five. At least so twenty five. Cer- it's like certain. Anyways, it was about two and a half to yeah. three weeks, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, that's all so, you really need. Uh, and, but, they, and the most important thing is fitness and getting back in hitting shape. That's the, exactly. You just got yeah, get, get the shoulders a little loose. Yeah. Uh, get the get the get that football conditioning because mm-hmm. these guys condition all summer, but uh, I don't think they're running like you know a few miles with pads on at full speed. Right, <laughs> and they're not you know pushing three hundred pound men around and stuff. So yeah, so, yeah. So, that's yeah two and a half, three weeks, four weeks seems like the most reasonable solution, especially for NFL because they kind of spread out their practices more. More yeah, so, they got to find they're a little more fine tuned athletes. Yeah. Yeah, but I just want to get your uh, guys' view on that. So now, uh, kind of where things stand, coaches can start returning to the NFL offices now, as well as uh, staff. I don't know if that includes scouts. That was a little unclear uh, under ruling. Uh, and players rehab. And this is this also only is pending if your state allows it. So I don't know if Michigan, if Matt Patricia is going right now um, into the offices. But, I mean, like, uh, coaches in Texas. And, what's that, Connor? Michigan's already starting to relax, like, their – 
uh, quarantine, like bars are going to be open and like outdoor pools and stuff. So I don't see why yeah. the Lions go. To oh, that's that. I didn't see that last I saw. It seemed like they were getting stricter. Good to hear. June eighth, they're going to allow bars open to a low capacity and outdoor pools to fifty percent capacity. And already, Northern Michigan is like almost completely open. So, um, yeah, Ooh. I think actually okay. Michigan's see, relaxing quicker than states. The, the silver lining of this whole thing might be that it had the NFL got like the perfect timing for this to happen in their off season, oh, where so like, all these other sports are getting so screwed up: baseball, hockey, football, basketball. Like, and like if we get to go off with basically no hitch, oh, that's yeah. so fortunate for the NFL. Well, and I us. Think the hockey one's kind of nice actually because it means my team's in the playoffs now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and this also includes uh, players rehabbing. They can go into the uh, NFL facilities and continue to do the rehab there with the tra- with the training staff. So that's another key one. Uh, that is important. That is very important. But no one else is allowed in there right now, and that includes rookies and things of that nature. I know there's a lot of these big Zoom calls that these players are having with the coaches, so they're trying to do things through that. Um, but you I can only so learn much- so much over the phone rather than in person. So they got to get yeah get it going. Some important gatherings, though, like getting Stafford with Swift in yeah. the same place, training That's stuff. True. Like those are, I mean, some of, like the really the most important ones are probably like the quarterback and his receivers, all his receiving targets, getting a little bit of time together. Already holding mini camp in Atlanta or wherever. Stafford right, and then like maybe like cornerbacks getting some time against receivers, like if Akuda was working out with anybody, like those kind of things. I mean, O-line would be – I mean, everyone needs drilling, but, like, those are some of the ones that, like, you really need to fine-tune to get going yeah. fast in the off se- or the new season. And uh, I, some news today that just uh, came out. Let me let me look right here right now. Uh, there will be no joint practices this summer between teams, so that that was something that was – that's been popular the last few off-seasons. Um, right. Because leading up to the preseason game, you're doing those joint practices. The Lions did it with the Patriots last year, uh, but and even the Patriots like use their hill, if you remember. But that that's not happening this year. There's no joint practices, and all teams have to have their practice at their facility. They, that's not a big deal for the Lions. They they have never gone anywhere uh, outside of Michigan to do their. But I know like the Steelers do it. The Cowboys go out to California. The Raiders go around places, but all the teams have to have their off seasons at their own facility. So that's one of the big changes with this as well. I mean, I don't know how nice that is for the player and how much they appreciate it, but at least I mean, that doesn't affect much from a fan standpoint. Like, uh, I mean, a lot of fans like Cowboy. There's a huge Cowboy fan base out in California, really? and they go to those practices. I know the. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, I never thought about yeah like that. I, the Browns get a big contingency at Ohio, uh, but. I don't. I, I think they go to a college or something, but they can't. They're not gonna be able to go to there now. So it definitely affects. Like, there's a lot of fans that go out to uh, those things. I rescind my previous statement. The Lions do not have a great one, is my understanding. Uh, I personally have never been able to go, uh, and the reporters don't speak highly of it compared to other ones they've been to. <laughs> huh. Um, it, it's it doesn't like have great views and not great access. I I think they've been working on it, but uh. Anyways, uh, let's let's get on to the final part of this uh, episode, and that's just talking about some of the the rule changes that occurred recently, and some that didn't. Uh, so, 
the first uh, big rule change, uh, it's not a big one, I guess. Replay reviews have been expanded to include scoring plays and turnovers that are negated by a foul or any or any uh, time there's an extra point attempted. So whether it be one or two point. So uh, if, if there's a foul but somebody scored a touchdown, that play previously was not able to be reviewed because it might have been negated, but they can still review it, I guess. Eh. It's, it's not a big one. It just expands the replay a little yeah, bit. I, I think I'm uh, okay with that. That seems to make sense to me in my head. Watch it. So basically, yeah. So is it is it designed to review the penalty or is it designed to review the te- no, like not, the scoring? The scoring, not the penalty. It's not reviewing like, a penalty. So a penalty, it's, such a, it's against, a rare occurrence. It's a rare occurrence. It's just, that's why I don't insanity. understand exactly. Like, yeah, so, it's not a big rule change to me, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's minor. It's, yeah, it's peanuts. Uh, the, I'm just reading exactly uh, how it, you know the the rule. Uh, the competition committee's recommendation to expand defenseless player protection to a kickoff or punt returner who is in possession of the ball but has not had time to avoid or ward off contact of an opponent also was approved. <laughs> this one I just don't get. Like so now they have to let him touch the ball. Hold on. The NFL representative said such incidents on pun returns are very rare, but there was enough to give them concern. But that seems like uh, yeah, really... but I just don't get it. Did hit the moment they touch, like catch the ball or whatever? I don't know. Really they weird. went from they had to have a chance to catch the ball. Now they have to like get to like look around the field. Do they get a clock before they get well, hit? Then or what? Punch and don't call fair catch. I feel like that's fair to just hit them, and then. If you're kicker, you have time to get to them right when they get the ball. Like, where right. is this going to apply? I'm I, so confused. Yeah, I was really confused too. Because <laughs> there's already like, like, uh, there's already the hit to the head rule. So like, I don't, I don't know what else. It, you already have to give them a halo of space to catch the ball cleanly. Yeah. So now, now once they catch the ball. They have to be able to what, like bring their head around and look and see the field. What is ward off like? Do they have to have a stiff arm out before you can tackle? I don't like. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think this is gonna ap- apply to much of anything. I it, to, it's, it's such a weirdly written. I hear excess penalties. Oh, exactly, Connor. Connor. Exactly, Connor. Connor, repeat that. I'm just waiting for it to screw someone over, though, because, like, yeah. watch the rules get pulled out of the ref's ass, like, against the Lions. Like, when they clearly gave the guy space, like, he didn't call for a catch. That's never like, happened to the Lions in their history. They don't <laughs> get screwed over. By the no, no, it's no. Always <laughs> more way. Oh, but, like, yeah, it just sounds like it, it's almost like uh, they're just trying to destroy the punt play now, uh, <laughs> is what it sounds like. Or it's kickoffs I, too, but it's less prominent on kickoffs. I personally like, think this is just so minor. It's just a very weird rule. It didn't seem necessary to add. It's like they're tinkering because with something that because for the sake of tinkering. <laughs> well, I see. I, here's my prediction: is that you're going to see a lot more penalties called on tackling the punt returners going forward because they're going to give them a chance to catch the ball, but because they didn't get a chance to ward off a block a tackler, uh, now they're getting uh, unnecessary roughness or whatever, and then uh, eventually people are just going to get bored with punts because they can't, they're can't. they not a fun play to watch anymore. Yeah, th- I mean, this is a really strange rule. I I don't get it. I, 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 I would like to see a further explanation or, like, a video. Maybe you're missing something. Yeah, because it yeah, makes that makes no sense. It's not, it doesn't sound like football. I know um, we're going to forget about 
this rule change and never hear about it again, or we're going to be talking about <laughs> this podcast come the fall. Right. How knew this was going to hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things will happen. Um, so yeah. the last rule change that was approved um, is a recommendation to stop teams uh, from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead fouls while the clock is running. Be, there's teams like the Patriots um, in the playoffs even utilizing this where to oh, run yeah. out the clock, they were committing personal fouls. We'll have uh, like an extra 50 seconds on the clock, right? Exactly. A huge oh, loophole, a huge loophole uh, in the rule book that, that they have close, so- yeah. sewn up. <laughs> that was funny because Belichick did it to someone and he was so happy and then someone did it to him and he was yeah. furious. I think the ti- I think the Titans did it. Or no, Vra- yeah. yeah, Vrabel. Vrabel did it to him. Vrabel did it to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. So, so they, uh, what's the rule? That... I don't know exactly how it like, They don't really describe what the actual rule is? Like, so is it if you commit a penalty during dead clock time? It hasn't been written, but basically you can't... Uh, commit back-to-back personal fouls and have the clock keep running. I think that's what was happening. So then you're going to stop the clock by committing these fouls. Yeah, it can't benefit your team in any way. Oh, so if if stopping the clock would benefit your team, the personal fouls would make the clock run? (laughs) To run off the clock, it's not going to run off the clock. Yeah, basically if it... If it supports your team, if you're trying to run out the clock. That, I've always actually thought that. Like, penalties shouldn't help the team that caused them. Like, you should never, like, a, like an offside shouldn't, like, or, like, you know, a false start shouldn't help the team that did it. Like, what if you're, like, trying to do it for, like, kicking position or something? That's that the never... only time where, yeah, like, punches not... for an extra five yards. That's that's a penalty that benefits you, even though it's against you, technically. Yeah. But not directly. It gives you space, like, some kickers that might hurt moving them back five yards. Like you can use it strategically, but I'm saying like with the clock. Like you shouldn't be able to, like it shouldn't help you with the clock. Uh, like to preserve time or run time off by committing a foul. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you know, you get the penalty yards, whatever. But like the clock is what I'm talking about. It shouldn't hurt you or yep. help you. Right? Whatever. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I agree. With, I agree totally. So the NFL wisened up in in that regard. So uh, something they didn't wisen up with, and I, I'm disappointed by this. I don't know why they refused to do it. The XFL did it with great success. I, so it really perplexes me that they, um, decided not to go with the sky judge again this year. The sky judge is basically just a guy in the in the in the booth that's looking at every play, making sure like the right call is made. Like for instance. The sky judge in this case would overturn that hands of the face call Trey Flowers had. He would say he didn't have his hands oh. in the face. He would he would he would phone down to the guy and tell him pick up that flag. Um, the video is clearly showing that his hands were not in the face. Um, he would put what was it Ziggy Ansah or Devin Taylor who had the face mask on Aaron Rodgers on that hell, before that hell Mary where it wasn't I think a it face was Ziggy. Mask. That was Ziggy, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. It was either him or Devin Taylor. I can't remember for the life of me, but uh. Oh God! It might have been Taylor. <laughs> I don't remember. You're right. I don't remember. But either, either way, like the oh, sky, yeah. the sky judge would call down and say, "Hey, that is not a face mask," and the game would have been over. Like that, that type of stuff. I don't understand why they don't have a guy just overlooking, making sure the right call is made. Like there is judgment calls, but there's also like completely wrong calls, and they still don't have something to correct. Right. 
And it seems so yeah. damn simple. The XFL just did it, and that was their inaugural season. They did it with an Xbox <laughs> controller. Right. And you know what, something, Z? I know you're going to bring this up, so I'm going to kind of just bring this in because I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with this one because one of the rules was the uh, uh, get the inner the reviewing pass interference calls. Yeah, well... Uh, can you bring that in right now? Cause I, I want to tie these two together because I, I think... No, we'll, we'll get to it in a moment. We'll get to it in a moment. Well, my whole point is that this would solve so many issues that we have with officiating, including that rule. Like, the guy okay. having someone watching in real time... If you're going to have any reviews and use any technology, why not use it in the most efficient way? How many replays and challenges would you get rid of? And it would just be way more accurate. I I agree. I I know there's there's such such thing as judgment calls, which is fine, but sometimes there's egregious miss misses that that can easily be fixed just by yeah. simply calling down, pick up the flag, throw the flag type thing. It doesn't and, not rocket science. And the sky judge doesn't make penalty calls, right? He can only reverse calls, like or would he be actually look? He's not scouring for penalties, right? I like, don't. The judges judges so. on the field make the judgment call, and he can verify it, right? Or reverse yeah. it. Correct. But it's not like he's down there looking for every holding call, looking for every pass No, 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 no. Yeah. No, he, he's yeah. not doing that. <sighs> I think it's stupid that that didn't... It's just... It's... There, there's something they're trying to preserve, and it's not a good part of the game. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, not now I will go into what you were going about. Okay. Because, just because I don't, uh, the the last part of this episode, I, I want to talk about something else at the reverse, which is the pass interference call. They got they're getting rid of the review aspect of reviewing pass interference. It goes back in the refs' hands, um, and that's kind of just they they screwed up this process. It, it I mean, what would I would give it an F, right? Everybody would give it an F the way they handled it this year. It was uh. so. What's that, Rod Dog? My feeling on it is it, it was a it was a complete success from a certain point of view because whether it was the refs or someone higher up on the, in the organization did not want this rule to stick, and so the refs were complicit in deliberately undermining the effectiveness of this rule. They were purposely making it a worthless flag to throw every single time all season. They didn't ever reverse anything or make a call based on those flags. So, like, I think they they deliberately wanted this rule gone. And they've succeeded in it. No. I can see that. I mean, if, if they're never going to reverse it, like, what's the point, I guess? Unless they want to do some sort of coaching with the refs on, like, better. Because I feel like it was very murky on, like, the situation for it, reversing. So, I don't know. Or calling it out of out of a non-call, right? Because that was what it really yeah. came from, right? The, yeah. The play against. So, like, it was meant to be able to get a call that was just completely missed, right? And they never, ever called the play based on it. Never, I, at least I didn't see one single flag thrown based on, uh, a, a, you know, a yellow flag based on a review flag or challenge flag thrown for it. So it seemed like a waste of space, but I think that was on purpose. And just to kind of highlight what this process was, I have a few uh, videos here. So if you're watching on YouTube here, uh, well, thank you, first of all. But second of all, we're just going to go through some things. If you're listening, that's okay. Um, what I'm going to first show is the uh, Saints-Rams game, just the pass interference call that's, that started this rule. So I'm going to pull that up right here. And the two officials talk to each other. Crowd's going crazy as there's no flag right on the Saints' sideline. Yeah. So there's, that's the first one. It's Roby Coleman 
clearly uh, running into before Tommy Lee Lewis uh, on the sideline, like clear as day. Uh, and it, apparently that rule is supposed to cover that. I don't even know if this rule would have covered that penalty. I <laughs> thought it was that's, Would it not have? I thought it was you throw a challenge if you think there was pass interference. Wasn't yes, but I'm rule? saying the way this this uh, flag or, or the way this process went, I don't even know if that would have been overturned in that game. Oh, no, I agree. The refs would have ignored it. They would have said no pass interference because they hated the rule. I think they just don't like being – I don't think the refs like being verified. So now to further highlight the problem with this rule, I'm going to play another one that I thought was clear as day. The Vikings get a win over the Saints in overtime. Kyle Rudolph catches the ball in the corner of the end zone. Is this the miracle uh, in Minnesota? No, one? no, no. This is uh, this this past off season oh, when the Vikings right. went to New Orleans and beat Kyle Rudolph uh, or beat Drew Brees. The Saints wondering if there's going to be a review for a push off. See, see right there, clear push off from Kyle Rudolph. Clear push yeah. off, like it do pushes him off. No, no review. <laughs> it's just like just mind boggling. Like wait, so I mean, that was a good uh, thing. Did uh, the or the Saints throw a flag on that play? No, there was or no there was no flag. flag? No, because this was an overtime. There was an overtime. Oh. It was only a booth review that could have it could have happened, and they didn't even review it. <laughs> well, see, that's where the rule doesn't come into play because the whole rule is based on the coaches being able to challenge it, wasn't it? No, but they they're they're supposed to be able to review it in two minute warning. Oh right, well. it's automatically triggered. Uh, yeah. Review because and so they should have been able to call pass interference based on the review. That was what the rule was for. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, you're right. It didn't matter. They never wanted to use this rule, so they deliberately didn't. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, and again, if you're something different, and again, if you're listening uh, via podcast, uh, Kyle Rudolph in the corner of the end zone pushes off with two hands, then catches the ball. Wasn't ever even reviewed in the booth. It, it, you could argue it was questionable, like they let the players play. Sometimes games go that way, but the fact it wasn't even reviewed is highly questionable in the way they execute this. Why but now, not all scoring plays are reviewed, so they didn't even review it as a scoring play? I think they reviewed it if he was inbounds. They didn't review the pass interference aspect of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I got it. So the last one I'm going to show, and, it's, and if you're listening on podcast, it's fine, because this is Matt Stafford mic'd up uh, after the infamous uh, – Pass interference call in the playoff game against the Cowboys against Brandon Pettigrew, Anthony Hitchens, the linebacker, who arguably committed another pass interference this year against the Lions in that Chiefs game. Uh, but, I mean, that's a story for a different day. But uh, this is Matt Stafford mic'd up. Uh, this is a 1 minute 15 second video, so skip ahead if you don't want to listen to the video sound. But th uh, this is the replay. And, you know, the what could have been? What could have been, gentlemen? So I'm going to play this right now. <laughs> Just uh, go over this well, really quick. Controversial pass interference call uh, that went, I guess, against the Packers' rival, the Detroit Lions there, in their matchup against the Cowboys. Yeah, it's still continuing to make some waves. Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford was wired for sound by NFL Films during the playoff battle. And as you're about to hear in our exclusive NFL Films footage, he wasn't so happy, as you might expect, after the referees decided to pick up that flag. Hey! Hey, Pete! That's unbelievable! That's unbelievable, and you know it. You know it is, though. I know. How does that get overturned? How does that get overturned? Hey, that's unbelievable! Congratulations! It's unbelievable! Hey, can I get explained that one? Give me a moment. That's pretty awesome. 
Can we explain that or no? What? Just flat out overturning a pass interference call? What he said was, yes, he did face guard him, but there's no contact before the ball arrived. Okay? I understand, but your man saw it and threw the penalty. But we can face guard. I understand that. But there was no contact. But he's, I've he's never in the history seen one but turnover. Congratulations, man. First time in the history that's happened. Just brutal. But, yeah, that was Matt, Matt Stafford just getting absolutely livid on the field, said he never saw a pass interference call overturned uh, in his career. Uh, or That's my QB. That's <laughs> my QB. And, uh, oh, and, and it kind of fits the narrative of how this rule is applied. We never saw one overturned. It was the, the direction and the implementation of it was wildly confusing to everybody involved. Um, so... I, I don't know. The, the NFL needs to fix that up really quick. I agree. And you don't – sorry, go on. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, I know they're getting rid of it this year, but they better revisit it immediately. And I think that all goes back to the sky judge yeah. thing. And I, I, it's such it, a simple it thing. It does. It's tied in. And that's what I was going to say is that this is a regression. That was progress to get that rule because of all the mistakes that were clearly happening in the past. What they needed to do was add another, or really just refine the rule, make all penalties reviewable. Like, because too many penalties and bad penalties, like the one you talked about, the hands to the face against the Packers from Trey Flowers, have screwed teams over by really bad calls. Make those plays reviewable. I mean, I think yeah. every major penalty should be reviewable, not just pass interference. Instead, they went backwards. We. Should we, maybe we'll have an episode one day of the terrible, we'll call it the ter the tales of terrible grievances against the Detroit Lions in history. Yeah. I All I know is the way the NFL's going, and this is from you, Jay, and I agree with him. He said, you know, I just hope the Lions win one before they, the NFL completely ruins the game. <laughs> That's the way it's going. Yeah. The rules are getting worse. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what no. happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, this is all we uh, wanted to come with you today, uh, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, you know, it, it's the off season. We'll have more stuff coming up for you. Uh, hopefully, it's a real good time. yeah. Uh, so just just stay tuned for that. Um, Twitter at Drinking Lions, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, and also we have an email now. If you want to email any questions or suggestions or comments or whatever, whatever. Uh, it uh, so it's Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid at Gmail .com. And then that's all I got, really. It's uh, June. We're in June now. So the, June, uh, baby. May so felt the, like it was like two seconds long. I don't know if you guys felt that. I know. I know. This whole <laughs> year so far. Oh, <laughs> yeah. two seconds it's been a crazy year, guys. Crazy year. A lot of um, mundane days. Um, this, I mean, the NFL is three months away. So that's the good news. The count. The count oh, yeah. begins mm, <laughs> the, can't for wait. the Lions Super Bowl. Can't wait. We need it. We need a band. We're going in front of some fans. I know. It's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us here uh, for Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go Forward <laughs> down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave
stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.